Welcome to a Healthy Push Podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. All right, I know you probably read the title of this episode and thought, oh gosh, this is going to be some heavy stuff. And yes, it is definitely going to be some heavy stuff, but I want to help make this less heavy. So the most obvious thing, right, is that struggling with an anxiety disorder is incredibly hard because you're struggling with a really tricky, tough emotion, which is anxiety. And it's something that you likely run up against on a day-to-day basis. And it can be so draining and so tiring. But I think something that people don't talk about enough is all of the other really hard and tricky emotions that also come along with struggling with an anxiety disorder. And it's things like anger and sadness and frustration and shame. And I know this was one of the hardest parts of struggling with panic disorder and agoraphobia. It wasn't just the anxiety. There was so much more to this struggle. So yeah, in this episode, I want to talk about the tough emotions that often accompany struggling with an anxiety disorder. And I want to talk about this and have this conversation because I know how isolating the journey can be and I know how hard it can feel to feel like you're carrying all of this stuff essentially alone. And honestly, talking about all of this stuff is hard and it still brings up emotion for me, even though I've been recovered for seven years, because anxiety and all these other tricky and tough emotions affected my life for 15 years. And it's so dang hard. So let's just start by being real, right? Struggling with an anxiety disorder comes along with a lot of really hard stuff. And a lot of the really hard stuff is constantly feeling like you're battling a lot of really hard and tricky emotions. And I think that we all feel, you know, many different emotions for many different reasons. But I want to talk about some of the reasons why we feel a lot of the sadness and frustration and anger and shame. Because I think there are so many commonalities as to why we struggle with these emotions. So for you, you might feel anger or sadness or frustration or many other tricky emotions because you feel like there's so much that you maybe lost because of your struggles with anxiety. Like maybe you lost career opportunities. Maybe you lost relationships. Maybe you lost you know, really big moves or events or really special moments in life. And to feel like there is so much that you've lost because of anxiety is incredibly hard. And I think similarly, you might feel like there are lots of things that you've missed out on and and maybe things that you're currently missing out on now. Like maybe it's your kids' activities or Uh, night outs with friends or going on adventures or just having the freedom like in your day-to-day to go the places you have to go and to to do the things you want to do and just to know 
I can go and do and I don't have to be consumed by all this really hard stuff. You might also feel some tricky emotions because you feel like there's a lot of time that you've wasted. I know for me this was one of the hardest things. I would often sit and sort of reflect and and instantly feel very down because I would think and acknowledge of how much time had passed and how much time I had been sitting in my struggles and I, I hadn't really done the things that I wanted to do and I felt like a lot of my time and a lot of the years that I should have been having fun and, and doing these amazing things, like I didn't get that. And I think a big part too that, that people don't talk about enough is I think there's a lot of grief that comes along with struggling with an anxiety disorder or really any struggle. And I think that's a whole nother episode. I need to do a whole nother episode on grief, but I think that is a part of it. You're sort of grieving the things that you've missed out on, the time that that maybe you feel like you've wasted. There's so much to that. It's so heavy and it's so hard. And I think then there's also this feeling like you have disappointed others, like you've let your significant other down or your parents or just your loved ones, like you've let them down because there's so much that you haven't been able to do and maybe there's so much that you still feel you're not capable of doing and that can be incredibly hard to carry and it carries a bunch of emotions. And I think also you can feel a lot of tricky emotions when you think about what your life used to look like. Like you look back and you think, what the heck happened? Like I used to go and do, I used to just get in the car, I used to take the trips, I used to get on the planes, I used to do all of this without being consumed by anxiety. And that can be incredibly hard and filled with so many emotions like anger and sadness and frustration. And then I think there's also this just feeling of not being able to do what you want and live how you want to live because of anxiety and that can bring up some really tough stuff so whatever your reasons are I'm sure some of these resonated with you and I'm sure there are probably many others I just want you to acknowledge some important things if you're feeling anger sadness frustration or other tricky and hard emotions because of some of these reasons or other reasons It makes sense that you feel these things. Of course you feel these things. You would not be a human being if you didn't feel these things or have these thoughts and and feel like this is all really overwhelming. It's so normal to feel these things. And it's really, really important to let yourself feel what you feel. I know I talk about this often, but I think it's so important to talk about. I I think so many of us get stuck in this trap of telling ourselves we shouldn't or we can't feel what we're feeling or we create really horrible stories about how we feel or oftentimes I hear people say, you know, Shannon, I know that I shouldn't feel this way or I know that this sounds horrible and I'm like, It doesn't. It doesn't sound horrible. It sounds like you're human and I think it totally makes sense. So I think, of course, rather than telling ourselves we can't or we shouldn't feel the way that we feel, we instead need to make space for how we feel, right? We need to work on being better about allowing ourselves to feel what we feel. 
I know there were many times in my own journey where I would experience the really tough, tricky emotions and I would just instantly try to shut it down. Like I wasn't even really good at recognizing when it was present, but when I did recognize that these really big and sometimes scary emotions were present, I would try to shut them down. Like I would tell myself, nope, you can't feel this, you can't go there. I would create horrible stories about how I was feeling. And I did this with all my emotions, like especially with anxiety, but I also did this with anger and sadness and frustration because these emotions would really freak me out. Like anger really freaked me out and it made so much sense that there were so many times where I felt angry. Like there was a lot that I felt I couldn't do. It was frustrating. It just felt really overwhelming and it made sense that I felt angry, but I just wouldn't let myself feel it. And I would then feel bad about getting angry and and feeling sadness. Like I would feel bad about feeling sad and I would tell myself that I couldn't feel sad because I was already such a downer and I was already, you know, struggling with so much. And it's just I convinced myself I couldn't make any space for any of these emotions. And I think such a big part of healing, right, is being able to recognize what you're feeling. That's sort of step one because you have to be able to call out and and really recognize what you're feeling in order to make space for it. So step one, right, recognize what you're feeling and then two, making space for it. And making space in a kind and gentle way. Like this means really resisting being so judgy of yourself and what you're feeling and resisting being so critical, right? And mean to yourself and resisting placing blame or or shame. And I think that word shame, I want to talk a bit more about it because I think one of the toughest things that so many people struggle with when they're working to heal from anything really is shame. And it's definitely something I see pop up when I'm working with my one-on-one clients and especially students in my Panic to Peace program. Like we get a little bit into the program and we quickly uncover that shame is a big piece that we're needing to work through. So let's just start by what is shame? Because I think having a better understanding, of course, will help with this conversation. So one of my favorite researchers and writers and just overall human beings is Brene Brown. And she's done so much work on shame. And I want to use her definition because I think it's incredibly helpful. So she defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. We feel like something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. Shame often leaves us feeling immobilized or worse, feeling ready to strike out as a way of offloading the pain of disconnection. Gosh, I think this is just so spot on. Like shame is such a painful feeling. It really is this this notion, this idea, this belief that we're not worthy, that there's something wrong with us. And shame is so tricky because it's so personal. Like you might feel shame for the fact that you're struggling, right? And that your life looks how it does right now or has looked how it's looked or the fact that you're not able to do some things or or that you've missed out on things or that your struggles are impacting others' lives. And 
I just want to break down simply what shame can look like. So it often looks like having these ideas of, I suck, right? I suck, I'm always going to be this person. And not said in a good way, right? I'm always going to be this person, like it's such a terrible thing. And adding on, right? I'm a terrible person. I'm not capable. I can't do this. I'm such a failure. I'm a terrible partner or parent, etc. You know, shame is one of the most damaging things because it attacks you. It's so personal. It attacks who you are. And the truth is, like, yes, you are struggling with an anxiety disorder, but the anxiety disorder doesn't make up who you are. Like the anxiety disorder and the really tough experiences and the emotions and the things that you've gone through, they haven't and they can't take away all of the amazing parts of you that exist. And it doesn't make you a certain type of person or a terrible person or a terrible partner. And it absolutely doesn't mean that you're a failure. You know, I work with a lot of clients and students on a daily basis and I'm always blown away by how amazing the people are that I get to work with. Like they are smart, they're funny, they're curious and creative and compassionate and passionate humans and witty and just, gosh, I love the time that I am able to spend with these people and I would take them any day over the people who aren't struggling with an anxiety disorder. And this is because the anxiety disorder doesn't define the human. So in order to actually allow you to see this amazing human being that you are and how capable you are, we have to work to remove shame from the equation. And I want to talk about what this looks like. I want to talk about some helpful steps, some helpful things that you can do to remove shame from the equation. And this really rings true for all the tough, tricky emotions. So sort of step one that we talked about, right, is you have to recognize it. You have to be aware of when it's present. And then the next step is you have to resist your go-to, right? You have to resist pushing it away or trying to bury it, trying to get rid of it. You really have to work to acknowledge it and make space for it and feel it and really honor it. Tell yourself, right, it's okay to feel what I'm feeling because it is And it's an absolutely necessary part, right, to acknowledge and to feel. And then sort of the next thing, right, is you have to allow yourself to actually speak the thoughts and feelings out loud. Like you actually have to share these things because shame gets a lot of its power from trying to be suppressed and silenced. So it's really important that you not only allow yourself to acknowledge and feel these things, but to actually speak them out loud, to actually write them down, share them, allow yourself to sort of get rid of, right, this hard stuff that you're carrying. And, you know, this really looks like releasing it and and a lot of releasing the hard stuff, a lot of releasing these things that you're holding on to looks like changing the stories that you're telling yourself about your struggles and about your experiences and about how you're feeling and you have to use self-compassion when you're doing this work and this is why I talk so much about self-compassion because it really is one of those tools that is necessary it's a necessary part of anxiety recovery and just healing in general so you know these steps you know recognizing it allowing yourself to feel speaking the thoughts and feelings out loud releasing them changing the stories using self-compassion 
These are all things that I work with my one-on-one clients with and my students and my programs. This is the stuff I teach because this is truly how you release these tough, tricky emotions. It's how you create the healthy relationship with these emotions. It's how you move past them and how you create that really healthy relationship with yourself. So just speaking to shame in general, right? It's really important to recognize that your relationship with shame does hugely impact your journey with anxiety and your relationship with yourself. Shame, you know, shapes so many of your choices and interactions and it can create a lot of fear and often leaves you feeling trapped and isolated and powerless. So it's really important that you allow yourself to recognize when shame's present you make space for it, you allow yourself to process it in a healthy way. So I want you to really hear me here because I want to walk through some things that I think are going to be helpful for you. It is okay that your life has looked how it's looked and it's okay that it looks how it does right now. It won't always look this way. It won't always be filled with anxiety like it is now but you cannot overlook the ways in which goodness has and continues to show up now in your life, even with anxiety present. And it's okay that you're not able to do some things right now. That does not make you a failure. You have made progress and you'll continue to make progress. So it's about really asking yourself, what's a small step I can take right now that's going to move me closer to being able to do the things that I want to do? And it's okay that you've missed out on some things. You cannot change the past, right? We can't go back and we can't change what has happened. But you can take control of what's happening right now. The only place you have control of is in the present. So what can you do right now that's going to help you not to continue to miss out on things? And it's okay that your struggles have impacted others. This is an okay thing. You know, I think we really convince ourselves My struggles, the things that I'm going through can't impact other people. And it's just so silly. Like we are all human. We're all struggling. And I'm sure you can think of ways in which other struggles have impacted you and your life. And do you resent them? And do you wish that your relationship with them didn't exist because of their struggles? Like I doubt it, right? So with these few things that I've I've gone through, can you see what I'm doing here? I'm really trying to pay attention to the stories, right, that you might have created based off of the tricky emotions that you feel. And I'm pulling in self-compassion and I'm really working to change these stories because you've got to change the inner dialogue. You've got to change your relationship with these tough and tricky emotions. And the truth is you are one heck of an amazing person, even with anxiety, And I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud of the work that you're doing. Please try not to minimize the work that you're doing. You are amazing to be functioning how you're functioning while struggling with an anxiety disorder. And I want to share this because I think this will be really helpful. It was really helpful for me in my own recovery journey. So something I told myself often when I was working really hard to heal was, Shannon, just because you feel it doesn't mean it fits. And this worked really well for me with shame because I often felt so much shame, but it often didn't fit. And when I say it didn't fit, I mean it didn't really hold a place. It didn't serve a purpose. So 
you really got to make space, right? Let yourself feel the shame. But just because you feel something, especially something tough and tricky and kind of ugh, doesn't mean it fits. So overall, when you actually become aware of your emotions, right? When you can recognize them, label them, respond to them in a healthy way, change the way you respond to yourself, like that's when you can actually start to heal and live the life you want to live. And this is all the stuff that we go over in my Panic to Peace program, which is going to be opening again in January. We work through all these tough and tricky emotions like shame and anger and embarrassment and frustration and sadness. Like we work through this stuff. I guide you. I teach you really helpful tools. I motivate you. I hold you accountable. And you have so many other people who are also in this journey with you and are on a similar path and you can get so much validation and support and kindness and compassion and if you're looking to really create this healthy relationship with your emotions and a healthy relationship with yourself i really encourage you to check out the program and again like i said the doors will be opening in january and if you're on my waiting list you'll get a really special discount and you'll also get early access because i do cap the amount of people who are are in the program So I will put the link to that in the show notes. If you have interest, I would love to see you hop on the waiting list. And I just have to say one more thing because I will kick myself if I don't. You really, when you're working to recover, you have to cultivate acceptance for what was and what is and what things currently look like, what they have looked like, because this is how you can actually allow yourself to move forward and to change. And part of this acceptance is getting honest with yourself, right? How much more am I going to let anxiety take? How much more am I going to allow? You know, I struggled for so long because I was in victim mode for so long I overlooked all the ways in which I had control and I overlooked all the ways in which I could change things because I was just choosing to stay in it. And of course I didn't want to, but I wasn't willing to face the hard stuff. I wasn't willing to get honest with myself. And when I really cultivated the acceptance, when I really got honest with myself, when I really said, Shannon, no, there is so much that you have control of and you need to make the choice over and over again to change, that's when it actually happened. So I know this might be tough stuff to hear. I know this episode has been jam-packed with a lot of really hard and heavy stuff, but I hope this has helped to take some of the heaviness off your plate. I'm really here because I want to support you and I want to make your journey less, less hard and less long. So I hope I've done that for you. And until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.